listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 152, Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. If only. If only. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Mrs. Chelsea, Miss, excuse me. Still Miss Chelsea married. Robson. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about this. We'll continue when I come back. <laughs> for, those of you who, for those of you who are new to our show, the Animation Addicts Podcast is a show all about the wide world of animation. We talk about films past and present. And this time we're to go in a little bit in the past, 15 years to be exact. And this is a patron pick, meaning that we go back and we review a film that was picked by one of our patrons. This time it was Matthew. Yay, Matthew. I'm going to look it up. So, Chelsea, tell us that uh, story that you were going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, okay, on the Facebook page, we had a couple posts go out, and they're just like fun little quotes or whatever, and they were all about love for whatever reason. It was different Disney quotes that were being yeah. published to the Rotoscopers Facebook page. Why not? Hey, who doesn't love a good Facebook quote? Exactly. And they just happened to be about like two in a row about love. And then the second one was from Hercules. I haven't seen this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself. And then somebody posted as a comment, there's two quotes about love within an hour. Is Chelsea getting married or something? And I was like, what? But then the person right below that posted the quote, if only, if only. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know whether whether to be offended or just totally impressed by yes. your fantastic quoting right here. Yes, they were. They stayed in the movie. They found a Hercules quote. They found the one that totally relates to both situations. <laughs> Not saying that you will never get married, Chelsea. I, and it's funny because I saw that. It came up on my feed that people were commenting. It was Chelsea's finally getting married. And I'm like, is there, a, is, did I accidentally put a Aladdin King of Thieves quote? <laughs> I did not. You didn't know. So I digress. If only. If If only. (laughs) So let's jump right into it, shall we? So before we do our main discussion, so we didn't even mention, we actually, we just said, hey, the patron pick this this time is by Matthew L. But actually, we are doing the movie, Jonah, a VeggieTales movie from 2002. But before we go into that, because there is lots to say about this movie, let's talk, do a little NCD, or those of you who are new, nerdy couch discussion. We actually are sitting on a lovely couch right now. It is. Uh, nerdy couch discussions are basically a fun little mini segment, which we do, where we just talk about something somewhat related to the movie, maybe not, and we just nerd out about it. And this time, we're going to nerd out out about VeggieTales, because I think we need to have a basic understanding about VeggieTales and its place and prominence in pop culture to understand the film, which we're going to review later. Right. So let's just give a little backstory about VeggieTales. VeggieTales is a VeggieTales is an animated series that focuses on Christian values. And a lot of times they they go back and they retell Bible stories from the perspective of these vegetables. There is Bob 
the tomato, Larry the cucumber, and really that's a stretch. That's all I know as far as that goes. I think there's Paw Grape, I believe. There's lots of fun characters on it. So many fun characters. And so this actually was a series that debuted in 1993. It was created by Paul Vischer and Mike Narauki, and I'm probably saying that and butchering that name, Narauki? Narauki. We'll go with that. And basically, they produced this back in 1993. They were direct to DVD or direct to VHS. Excuse me. I'm uh, not jumping sh- ahead of the time. I'm jumping way ahead. If only it could have been. If only. <laughs> <laughs> that is our title, my friends. So it, they released quite a few videos back in 1993. And then it really took off later on. So... 2002 is when this film came out. So nearly the 10-year anniversary of VeggieTales is when they they made it to the big screen. This was not just a direct-to-video film. It was actually VeggieTales had exploded at this point where it, they said, hey, let's, let's release it. So, um, you know, during that time, these were 30-minute segments, you know, where it talks about these VeggieTales characters. Usually they start off with them on a kitchen countertop and they're discussing things and then... Um, I've, I've never seen an actual episode of VeggieTales. My husband, who is not, not really the biggest fan of animation, has. Because his sister used to watch VeggieTales, apparently. But I was kind of turned off to VeggieTales, I guess. Uh, I didn't get in on the ground level when perhaps it was more age-appropriate for me. And so by the time it really started gaining in popularity, I was a bit over it. Right. And Disney is cooler. So yeah. I prefer to just watch Disney stuff. Yeah, this just came out right after our time that we would have been interested into it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we just barely missed the window. I'd say sub-six-year-olds, this is perfect for, right? Yes. Um, you know, VeggieTales has a very interesting look. Going back and watching even the film, I can't even go imagine going back and watching the 1993 versions, but um, very dated as far as the animation mm-hmm. goes. And from Wikipedia, which is, you know, a great source of all things great, <laughs> I learned that, you know, the reason they designed it and they used vegetables, because that's a very, like, this is one of those... Were you high in your bedroom sort of thing? Where do you come up with the idea of let's make vegetables and do religious stories about it? Like, right. how does that happen? And, I, and I'm, I don't know if these guys were high. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very bizarre topic. So the reason they did that, it was just due to the limitations of the CGI software that was available to them at the time. It's, it's the Toy Story effect. Well, they needed, they couldn't really animate arms and legs and, and hair and clothes. So it's like, what can we do? It was exactly like Toy Story. Toy Story, like, we need plasticky things. Right. They obviously had a much bigger budget so they could afford to animate arms. Right. <laughs> but these guys, not so much. So initially they did it with an anthropomorphic candy bar. And um, one of the wives suggested that you might prefer a hero who promoted healthier eating habits. Oh, like, ah, the old... You know, you got to get your, your eat your vegetables, five square meals a day. Whoa, hold on. That's actually contributing to the problem is five <laughs> square meals a day, but three square meals a day using your nutrition pyramid. Right. So um, so they changed it and they made it vegetables. And the voice actors actually came from, you know, Phil. Phil and Mike were the main ones, like yeah, the, yeah. the creators. And then you had, uh, you know miscellaneous characters yeah and those were eventually at further times replaced by professional voice actors such as our good pal rob paulson hey rob it's a rob paulson alert (laughs) and so mike and phil were the ones who did the the voices and still do to this day even though they're really no longer involved in the series which brings us to our tangent of the day tangent time tangent time it is tangent time 
Great. Tell us, Chelsea. Great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just so inspired by the incredible music in this film. I've actually met Phil. So, random story. <laughs> random time, random time, random, <laughs> random tangent time. So, I was, it was when I had first moved to Nashville. It was within the first six months or so. And I was working, and I was out for lunch. And I'm just sitting there, like, doing my thing. I thought, for whatever reason, I'm going to sit outside today. And so I'm sitting outside and just kind of eating. And then I hear this conversation of these two guys right next, like, a table over. And it was just such a strange conversation to be hearing in Nashville. It was all about big idea and and DreamWorks and what DreamWorks is doing these days. And it was just, like, high-level like conversation that you just don't hear normally it definitely made my ears perk and i turned around and after a second i said who are you guys <laughs> wow not subtle at all i'm just beat to the that. bush or i was like why what are you how do you guys have this conversation and so he's like i'm phil fisher i was the original creator of veggie tales and big idea and it was not long after dreamworks had acquired them and so they were basically he's like he's like yeah we're basically out of it now like but you know it's still something to talk about <laughs> like hey, hey. obviously it was just really cool like i afterward i was like hey guys i met i met the creator of veggie tales <laughs> and it was just a very strange place to meet him but big idea is actually located in nashville tennessee and so, once again, kind of a random place for it to be. But when you know the subject matter, the fact that it's all about Christian values, mm-hmm. it actually makes a lot of sense. Because it's, Nashville is like right in the middle of what is called the Bible Belt in the United States. Basically, it's through the southern por- portions of, of the United States. It's a nickname that they basically call this area because there's a high concentration of Christians and generally they're more apt to proselyte than in other areas. Mm, like s- our protagonist in our film. Exactly. So that is why it makes a lot of sense that this would come out of there. Yes. So going back to big media. So we, we did mention VeggieTales, but their parent company is, sorry, not big media, big idea. Mm-hmm. And just to understand a little history and how this this company has gone about so big idea was formed by the two founders they did incredibly well from 1986 to 1999 they went from 1.3 million dollars in revenue to 44 million dollars and then in 2003 big idea was purchased by classic media for around 19.3 million dollars and classic media they actually own quite a bit of famous cartoons casper the friendly ghost some of these older things from like the 60s um and and whatnot and so then in 2012 is when dreamworks bought classic media and all that entire library so they bought it for 155 million dollars so um not and you know like i said casper the friendly ghost lone ranger george of the jungle lassie like these are really like definitely family titles that you would recognize but as far as like the actual cartoons that went along with those we're so far removed from them and they haven't had the replay and syndication that like i couldn't even tell you what the george the jungle jungle cartoon series was george george well that is different that is different (laughs) uh and things like that so 
you know, I, I think one of the biggest parts that DreamWorks did obtain was the VeggieTales, right? So that just gives a little history as far as the studio goes. And, um, you know, 2002, it was really the heyday, right? So 2002, they come out with a movie. And then 20, 2003, they're purchased by a bigger company. So mm-hmm. uh, just around 10 years, they finally they finally made it. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, well and, they, and they made it before that. They did. But like... <laughs> The, the big payout. The big, yeah, yeah, the big payout. The big payout mm-hmm. was then. The big one. Yes. Um, Do you know where that's from? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Toy Story. Excellent. <laughs> I, I am sad that you would doubt I my just, knowledge so, of this. Oh, <laughs> I know, we're, we're quoting so many quotes today. We are the quotent quotables, indeed. Okay. Let's get back in business. Come on. Heaven loves a heart that cares. That is why I've come to share a message from the Lord and if you follow God's command, there will be peace throughout the land. You will live long and happy lives with your sheep. All right, so back to the main discussion. Let's go and talk about the film. So Jonah, this is based on the biblical story of Jonah, who is a prophet. And we'll go a little bit into that and, and what that entails. <clears throat> and But it's not just him. So we, we start this off. Well, before we, we go into that, let's talk about how this film did, right? So obviously the studio, big idea. And it was released October 4th, 2002. Budget of $14 million, which is very, very small, Obviously, yeah. but I, I don't think this studio was really known for this big, over-the-top budget, really high quality. I mean, they did a decent product, but we're not fooling anyone telling them that this is the f- fanciest animation in the West. Oh, no. Well, and it's also, <laughs> I mean, it's just a smaller company still, comparatively yeah. to the big, the and big the, boys. And here's the thing. They made it to this point, uh, nearly, this is nine years at the time the studio had been around, the product that they put out has been fine it wasn't about the animation it was about the characters and the slapstick and it was really funny and offbeat and people loved it so as a result this did do marginally well it again budget 14 million dollars gross in the box office was 25.5 million dollars so did very well domestically for what it is and then foreign it didn't it still hasn't hit foreign at all yeah this is very much a united states thing yes exactly totally so again going back to the the plot so we are introduced to kind of this caravan of they're going on a trip and they're going to go to a concert and there's bob the tomato and so me let me let me give you my history of vegetales okay none (laughs) don't have any never seen a show know that it existed and i was watching this film and i was like what are these characters names i know that they're like so popular they have like names and it was like something the cucumber and midway through finally i'm like oh yes larry the cucumber it's larry (laughs) larry larry Larry. if any of you watched impractical jokers you will know what that's from anyways so i see this family driving in the car i assume it's a family and it's a tomato and it's an asparagus and i'm thinking initially it's a dad and a mom and then they have all these kids and i'm like all these kids are adopted like we can't be fooling anyone (laughs) that a tomato and a cucumber or a tomato and an asparagus have all these random vegetable right and but then i realized later no, they're like the chaperones of, a, of, of a, like a children's group. And, yeah. and actually, the asparagus is not a woman. It's a man, which I thought... Who has a wife? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I thought like, well, it kind of has a little deep voice. But again, I went into this mindset of, 
immediately, I like, driving in the car, family trip. Right. And, you know, it took me a while to actually process what I was watching and realize, okay, no, it's it's I a mean, man. Asparagus does have, like, a Marge Simpson hairdo, so... Well, yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, it was Marge, and Marge does have a lower-ish, weird, strange voice. So, I'm sorry, everybody. I failed. <laughs> I failed you. So... In case you were like me, no, it's not a family. It's just a a group. They're going to a concert, and the kids in the back have a dilemma. Ah, yes. Well, you have one of the kids has a ticket to go backstage, and so she's showing off. Hey, I got a ticket. You don't. And making fun of everybody else, kind of. And then I was the whole part of this, I was going through, and I'm like, man, the whole sing-alongs in the car thing just isn't a thing these days. With everybody having like <laughs> laptops and like personal devices, tablets, tablets, Game Boys, watching their own movies, like this, the whole sing along in the car is just—it's a lost tradition. Mm-hmm. It is. I I don't. At, no, no longer do we have to endure ninety-nine bottles of beer <laughs> on the wall. Oh. And man. all that that entails. Nope. It's. Heck no, we're not singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Put Watch your headphones movie. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, tangent, I don't know. Tangent time, tangent, tangent time. time. It is a tangent time. I really got to workshop that. <laughs> you really got to do something. <laughs> um, as far, like, I'm just thinking like a higher level. Like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, on the, on the one side, you do have a quiet trip and it passes by quickly when you have all, everybody has a tablet. But at the same time, on the other hand, you do miss out on those family relationships of like being stuck in a car driving and I don't have anything to do except talk to somebody or yell and scream and cry that somebody is breathing my air. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's it, it's a toss up. I'm not sure which one I, I prefer the relationships that come from those or the actual quiet relationships that <laughs> come from nowadays. <laughs> back to normal. All right. Yes. We are back. Okay. So, you know, there's a little scuffle between the children. She does not show compassion or mercy. She kind of is very vengeful and says, you know what? Sorry. Sticking it to you. Oh, yeah. And then this is more or less where we're introduced to, ah, the bard who's going to tell us a story. <laughs> you know, and the story has a moral. And so gather around, everyone. Gather around. An old man's talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the Bible, we know that the story of Jonah, which you may not know because it's in the Old Testament, it's kind of wedged in there toward the end. A lot of the, a lot of the, the meat and potatoes of the Old Testament are the stories of Moses and Joseph, which yeah. we talk about. It really like, leads off with a punch. And then there's a lot of repetition in the Bible. Yeah. You know, Parts of Second Kings repeat themselves in Chronicles and vice versa. And even at the very end of some of those chapters, they're like, and so it is told in the Book of the Kings. It was like, yes, I know. I read, I read this exact <laughs> I just, story. I just got Done with that. Uh, and so there's a lot of repetition um, in, in kind of the middle part of the Bible. But then middle to end is where we find the story of Jonah. Jonah is a book in the Bible where it is four chapters and very short, just a few pages mm-hmm. of scriptures. So I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be talking about the Bible and we are Christians and this is a movie about a biblical story. So if that's really not your cup of tea, I mean, this might not be your episode might not be your episode, but we're going to make it a lot of fun. We're going to give our thoughts on this. And so I'm going to go right now into talking about Jonah. So Jonah is actually a very interesting story. Like I said, it's very short. The majority of it, at least the being swallowed by a well, happens within that first chapter. Mm -hmm. And 
so I understand why they felt the need to pad this a bit. Like, right. let's put the ends, the bookends, you know, st- a little story, 15 minute filler at the front, a little 15 minute filler at the end. And we'll have Jonah in the middle. And even then, they really do stretch the story of Jonah out with to an hour and a half. Yes. Like. <laughs> there's a lot of fluff in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I like that they actually told the story of Jonah as it is, because I think most people high level when they say, oh, Jonah, yeah, he was swallowed by a whale and that's like the extent of what they know but there's what happens after right and um he actually is not that admirable in how he behaves at the very end which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. so let's go into jonah shall we so this jonah guy in this film is kind of kind of a nerd but he's the messenger like they they say i'm like the mailman and i deliver the mail from God. Mm-hmm. And he's really established himself where he's at as this messenger from God. And that's what prophets are, is that they really are. They, God speaks to them and he, they are the appointed mouthpiece of God on earth. And then they give that to the people. And so there really is some, a lot of faith that needs to happen on the part of everyone else. Understanding that one, is this a true prophet? And two, is the message true? Well, if he is a true prophet, then the message is true. But a lot of times the message is not touchy feely and warm and fuzzy No, because it's usually calling to repentance, to change, to improve. And where he's at, at least in this story, they're very, receptive to the message Mm -hmm. hey what do you got for us today (laughs) (laughs) and they like it and that's because uh, he gets this message that hey you've done a great job here telling spreading my word giving the good news however i have a new thing for you you need to go to nineveh and he's like nineveh he is not a fan he definitely shows his prejudice and his biases here because he thinks okay these are bad people and they do bad things and i don't want to go there and so he just doesn't. He escapes to Tarshish, which is very far away, gets on a boat, right? And tries to avoid what God has called him to do. Which we know when God tells you to do something, it's just so much easier just to go and do it. It really is. I mean, it, I mean the you whole know, swallowed by a kicking whale a, Yeah, <laughs> kicking against the pricks, which is a biblical term. I mean, imagine that, like kicking against, you know, like a cactus. Like it's, it's not... It's not going to work. It's not going to help you. No, exactly. You just It's go with the flow. If God tells you something, it's because he knows what is best. Mm-hmm. And it may not be your plan or what you envisioned. And so for Jonah, he just wanted to preach to the people who were listening to him. It was a pretty easy gig in this story. And, right, well, and also... Um, the Ninevites were the ones that they had come in and been at war with them so much. And so there's a lot of, as you were saying before, biases. It's like, these guys deserve what they get. Destroy them. Yeah, you were mean them. to us. You just, like, yeah. I, th- that means if I go tell them to repent, they might. And I know you'll forgive them. And I don't want, them, <laughs> I don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, he was unable to forgive. Which is interesting because, you know, God is, he even through, I mean, I feel like we're just skipping to the end. But, um, you know, he he received a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, he was swallowed by the whale and then God was merciful and saved him and, and really gave him that forgiveness and said, okay, now go, I've forgiven you go and do this. And he does, he's like, okay, great. Yay. You forgave me. But then it's like, <laughs> but I don't I want, it. I don't want others to have that same forgiveness. And that's mm-hmm. really not what this is all about. It's that, what makes you better than them. Right. Um, and so that's what we're learning in this story. So before he gets on the boat, he meets these pirates, the pirates who don't, do who don't do anything. 
I like the concept of pirates who don't do anything. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like the that was one thing. I was like, how did you come up with this like concept of I I, I think about like character development. The pirates who don't do anything. How do you come up with that? Like, well, really, what it is is okay. We need him to get on a boat. Right. We need some of our popular characters to make it back into this, mm-hmm. particularly Larry. And some of these other characters, which we have are very established from the series. Right. We need them here because Jonah's a, a new character and we don't see him after and we don't see him before. This is right. really his only uh, time that we see him is in this movie. And so, okay, like we need to get him. Okay. The, really, the only other people in this story of note are the, the people, the seamen who are on the boat. And right. then he has interactions with them. And, you know, we will talk about that in a second. So it's like, okay. Well, those are our guys. We have to make them. But it's like, oh, but just random sea guys. That's that's no fun. Let's make them pirates. Of course. So, but pirates are bad and evil, and they do bad things. So this And this actually was before Pirates of the Caribbean, before pirates became cool. Right. Exactly. So let's just make them pirates that don't do anything. Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> really? I, th- I feel a song coming on. <laughs> the pirates who don't do anything. <laughs> and like you said... They're very popular. Yeah. They, this spun off its own sequel called Pirates Don't Who Do Anything or something to that effect. And it's all about them because they were so hilarious and so funny. And uh, Jonah really does build on itself. Yes. And Jonah, <laughs> again, is nowhere to be seen in the sequel, right. which, hey, that's fine. It's not a Jonah sequel. It's just another movie. Yeah. Which I guess it's a sequel because this is where they were first introduced. So it's more of a spinoff series. In right. Way. Yeah. Anyway, in the story of Jonah... It's just really funny. So so Jonah goes down and he just hides in the bottom of the boat, basically is sleeping. And they have this huge storm that comes. And so I did read the story of Jonah in the Bible oh, just to nice. prepare myself. I had to read the source material. <laughs> of course. It's pretty easy to do when it's only a few chapters. <laughs> four pages. <laughs> yeah, not even. Yeah, four pages, basically. So the storm is brewing and it's very temptuous. So they come down and they say, hey, man, the, like, what? where are you from? Like, why is this happening? Like, I don't know. And so they decide, okay, we're going to draw lots, which is basically just, you know, roll draw the dice. Straws. Yeah, draw like, straws draw and who straws. gets the short short end. And then that is the person who has caused this upon us, which I guess they were that's very, a, very. It's a very scientific method. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. Right. But of course, God has a hand in it. So he's right. always going to make it where, or at least in this case, where the one, the short straw was Jonah. So they draw straws. And I just love it. This version. Let's play go fish. Right. <laughs> And it goes on for a while. <laughs> exactly. Again, filler. Right. Filler, filler, filler. You could have skipped that whole go fish scene and then... Or just made it a one line. Play go fish? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, they they knew we need to pad this up. So we're going to create this intense go fish scene in the storm, <laughs> in the eye of the tiger. <laughs> so there we have it. And they say, you're the one. And it, it comes out that, well... It was you. I actually was supposed to go to Nineveh. I didn't want to go, so I went to Tarshish. And it's funny because in the Bible, they're like, well, you have done this. You you abandoned God. Yeah. And he, Jonah actually says, cast me off. Just throw me <laughs> off. <laughs> Send and, me afloat. And so in this version, he walks the plank and down he goes. And inside the whale or the fish, the giant fish, he's alone. Very Most much- likely a sperm whale. <laughs> reminded me of Geppetto. Yes. Which obviously Geppetto is 
inspired by the biblical Bible story as well, but just the imagery and how there's just like this little shack down there. There was one more out. that it was reminding me of. Um, yeah, there were two films that I was like, mm. actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it also reminds me of in Aladdin and King of Thieves when Genie comes out of the turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the little, with the Mickey's two boat. Or Mickey. <laughs> That one. <laughs> so we're introduced to this little worm. Which Slash is caterpillar. Caterpillar. Yes, the, the half, hybrid. He's a half worm, half You know what was coming into my head? I'm like, caterpillars are young and they can't breed. I don't think they're mature enough to breed. No, because it's... It ha- would have had to have been a butterfly. Right. And then I don't want to go down that... <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we don't want to I don't want to touch that. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways, moving on. He is just this hybrid thing in between. And he's a worm slash caterpillar. Great. And his name is Khalil. Not That's not the official pronunciation. That is my American Khalil. <laughs> Khalil. But then he can't really pronounce this. He calls him Carlisle. Eh, Carlisle works. <laughs> But, you know, it is interesting because I'm sitting here and it didn't hit me until the very end of the story. And then going back and reading the Bible story, like, why do we need a side character here? Why do we need a sidekick? Why is it a worm? What is he doing here? And he's just like a peddler who's selling plushies. Right. What the heck is going on? (laughs) And it's because at the very end, um, which you've watched the film, you know, there's, well, this isn't clear, but he has the, the shade that you know, shades him from the plant and then a worm actually eats it and makes the shade go away. Mm-hmm. So that was where the worm was inspired. Yay. They expanded his role, which it does. <laughs> it bring you in. He continues. Yeah. He continues his role at the very end. He does his job, but then let's add a whole other backstory and bring him in the whale, yeah. which I'm not quite sure how he would have survived in the whale for very long. All that stomach acid is not good for the body. Agreed. <laughs> Anyways, he's kind of a funny character. But again, well, and uh, I think the end of Jonah is so it just cuts off. So, yes, so bad. Like, like as a as a story writer, if you're reading this, you're like, OK, now what? And everybody and they follow that. They follow that line of thinking in the actual movie. Um, was that it? Really? That's the end. Yeah. What? And so I'm thinking, well, it was a good thing. That would have been one more thing to be like. Where did the worm come from? I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, let's just, let's minimize the things that are going to have people being like, what? What the heck? <laughs> and by people, you mean the small children. Right. <laughs> the little people. Yes. Because yes. little people notice these things. Where did the where did this guy come from? <laughs> True. Yeah, so at that point, he gets spit out. And he's like, hey, I'm up on land. I was given a second chance. Hallelujah. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, we forgot it. <laughs> How could we forget? How could we forget the, the gospel gospel chorus? The very southern chorus that I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if this is a Hebrew story, I'm pretty sure that we don't have the angels being gospel. Who am I to say? Who are you? Yes, who am who I to say? to say? But uh, we get quite another show-stopping number, literally. Where it's like this was the showstopper. I was like, man, it was actually pretty take decent. Me to church, yes, amen. I liked it. Um, it is one of those choirs that you can all, like that are really prominent in the South, and it's like their okay. homeland. It you is mean, big yeah. ideas homeland. 
It is. But the thing is, like, I, I've always really appreciated, like, big gospel choirs like this because, okay, we're in the West. We definitely came from more Puritan background. And the Puritans did not go around singing so big and, and boisterously. We were very, we, because, yes, that's just how we are. <laughs> as much as I would love to say that I am a gospel-type singer, I'm not. I cannot <laughs> pull that off. I would love to be able to, but I just can't. Like, it's just not in my blood. It's in their blood, and uh-huh. I appreciate it, and I want them to show it because, man, like, take me to church. Let's do this. Yeah, so he, you know, we Our have God this. God is a God of second chances. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I like that song a lot. And I it goes it. it goes back with there are really kind of a few principles that we learn through this, which is the whole point of VeggieTales, uh, which can I tell a tangent? Please do. So when I was reading up about the VeggieTales series, it was um, given the syndication rights to NBC from 2006 to 2009. I imagine it didn't last very long because of this story that I'm going to tell you. So, VeggieTales, when it was on NBC, it was on their kind of their Saturday morning cartoon block. They decided to cut out all references to God and all of the religious messages, which I'm sitting here thinking, what is the point of doing that? The whole premise of VeggieTales is that it is Christian and religious, like in nature, where it's telling you, retelling these stories, giving you Christian messages, which Christian messages don't necessarily have to, you know, only relate to Christians and whatnot. But the way that they go about telling them is through these Bible stories. Right. And, you know, there's constant talk of God. Right. You know, I mean, they're, in, all, they're all Christian Judeo principles, which is what the United States was founded on. And yes. so it's like, it's just so strange that in order to just skip any type of backlash or whatever one well, complainer you know so here's the reason why the reason they did not include this was because nbc has a philosophy of not uh of being religiously neutral so they're not going to promote one or the other right. per se um and so as a result they had to cut it out because that ha- that's our policy and i was reading on the wikipedia page and kind of the ceo he, first he was like well this was never brought to his attention that it had been cut out until after, you know, people started really complaining. It was like, how, how dare you cut this out? Like, right. That's offensive. Like and CEO of what? Of NBC. NBC. Okay. And he's like, well, if I, this wasn't brought my attention when we signed the deal, if I would have known, I would not have signed the contract. Right. Because that kind of goes against the point. Like he understood that, yeah. you know, so obviously like, Hey, we're going to buy veggie tales. And he's like, Oh, it's great. It's going to, you know, it's so popular. It's going to do this, this, this for us. It's obviously like, you've never watched veggie tales. No. Yeah. And so, cause a lot of times, the CEOs, there's other people doing the deals yeah. and they're involved and they know high level, but the nitty gritty stuff, right. they're not involved in. They're not necessarily going back and forth with, with legal, making right. the contract work. And I think this is my view of probably what happened. Just they saw this big property. It looks amazing. Let's do it. It'll be great for our Saturday morning cartoons. Right. It's, it's going to fill a spot. Let's do it. And the people who, the you know, making the contract negotiations probably just were not as privy to the policy. Um, probably because it just doesn't come up very much. Right. And maybe it just slipped past legal. They didn't realize. So then when it, it, the deal was actually signed and it actually came to the point where they had to, uh, you know, get everything ready, someone said, hey, 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 we actually have this policy. Now, again, this is all my speculation. So right. do not take this as gospel. This is just how I kind of see it. Maybe this they knew the and they said, yeah, we're going to scrub it anyway. We're just not going to like bring it up. But um, this is the gospel of NBC versus <laughs> VeggieTales, according to Morgan. And um, 
So, you know, then when it came to actually the implementation of the deal, they said, okay, we've got to scrub this all out, boom, boom, boom. And then they just released it. And then obviously the audiences who were fans and, and were familiar with it realized, because there's this bit thing at the end where they say, uh, you are special and God loves you. It's the end of every episode. Right. They just said, they cut that just to say, you are goodbye. Yeah. No, no, not even you are special. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> and What's the ending of that? <laughs> I, great moral of the story kids <laughs> and so it did not go over well and the official statement was veggie tales is religious nbc is not i want to focus people more on isn't it cool that bob and larry are on television <laughs> huh what that's that the official yes statement? that was the statement from visher who was you know one of the people involved visher said he was not informed of the religious content he says, I wouldn't have declined partly because I knew a lot of fans would feel like it was a sellout and it was done for the money. But then it was like, hello, if you're using this example in your official you know, press release, it says, isn't it cool that Bob and Larry are on television? Isn't that kind of the point of saying putting God like goes against putting God first? Like it's not about like the things it's of the world, God. It's fame about- and fortune and money. It's right. It's about God first. Right. But that's like. Again, that statement in itself <laughs> it goes against yeah. the whole point of VeggieTales. So it's very, this is Morgan Rant time. Morgan Rant, Morgan Rant. <laughs> it is a Morgan Rant. I got to workshop that. You really do. Yeah. So anyways, that is the story of removing religion from <laughs> VeggieTales. I mean, you're just whitewashing the whole thing. It's like, meh, we're just going to do... Look at, look at Je- the colors, kids. General feel-good times. <laughs> look at the colors. It's like, hello, if you're cutting out the biblical stories in VeggieTales, how long are these movies? Right. Ten minutes? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm thinking the, the shows, mm. the shorts are only 30 minutes yeah. total. But then, yeah. I think they just overdubbed them and they just made it seem like this isn't, nothing to see here, kids. No. This isn't a religious story. This is just some story that's set in the desert. So weird. <laughs> now I want to see one of these. <laughs> to the YouTube versus. <laughs> All right, so we go back. Anyway, so like I was saying, there's a lot of great Judeo-Christian principles that we learn here, and there's this forgiveness, which is one of the biggest ones in the Bible, obviously, and compassion and mercy. Uh, was what we see. And all of those things after this point are given to Jonah. He is given a second chance and he's then he's kind of reinvigorated and he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry. For please forgive me." Okay, thank you. And so then they go off and he goes to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes to Nineveh and is there with the pirates and they get captured and and then they have this whole slapping thing. Like, I don't so the, okay, so that was one thing that was like really funny to me is like, well, the people of Nineveh are really bad. They they do bad things and they they lie and cheat and steal and they slap each other with fishes. And I'm like, <laughs> was this some sort of like euphemism for like? adultery and oh, other geez. other sort of things that you would not want to mention to children. I don't know. I but don't know. I feel like if the people of Nineveh were so wicked, you know, you would typically what goes along with wickedness is things like that. But no, 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 that's too much for the children. Think of the children. <laughs> Let's slap them with fishes. And so <laughs> they're getting ready to be slapped by a fish and no, and then the slap of no return yes yes this the, is the big one the big one which is there's no fish really involved at all it's really just a, a beheading yeah but no they have giant fish that they're gonna like 
I drop on these guys. Like everyone's just looking, and they're like spiky fish too. So I'm like, where is where are they getting this breed? I don't understand. It's puffer fish. But and then also I'm looking. Okay, the slap of no return. So what is the difference? They bring out like an actual pumpkin. Like a gourd. And they put it <laughs> on this t- as an example of what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, what is the difference between this gourd and the gourds that talk? Like, what? They talk. I, I mean, are, is in the lore of VeggieTales, are there, you know, the. Is uh, apparently there are the higher level veggies that can actually <laughs> speak and the and lower levels. The lo- and then the lower levels. Like, I don't. What's the difference? I want to know the backstory of how the origin story, the origin Ooh. stories of how VeggieTales got their voices. Yes, I like it. Let's get that one on. day. One day, maybe we'll find out where this all Bob and Larry came from. So before we finally get the slap of no return, they're allowed to give their final remarks, and then this is where Jonah really speaks to their heart. And the king is there, and he kind of gives this little sermon, a little preachy, blah, blah, blah. Not preachy. He's just, he's just, he's just talking. He's just he's delivering his message. Delivering his message. And the king, the, word. the king likes it. And they all actually change. Yeah. And they, they say, wow, okay, thanks for telling us this. Yeah, new information. All right. We'll move forward. In the Bible, the king and the whole people, they actually they like bow down in sackcloth and sackcloth ashes. Sackcloth Like we really go out because they believe this. Yeah. And they, they truly are converted. And if you read, it says 600,000 people basically are converted in the city of Nineveh. As a missionary. That's a great. That is a great job. Even, even just one soul is worth it. However, a whole city of 600,000. Wow. That's something to be like excited about you know it's like, but he's hey. not excited no he's ticked he's super mad because he thought okay i'm gonna deliver the message and they're not gonna repent and then he's like hey, hey, hey i'm gonna go sit up here i'm gonna watch him burn and that's what he says he's like hey let's send them some fire and brimstone whatever you got and um, so he's sitting there and he's watching and nothing's happening because they've repented and so in the bible this is also what happens he's like hey, i'm gonna sit here and God gives him kind of a plant to... Yeah, it makes a plant grow very quickly just to, out of nowhere, kind of like, hey, I'm going to make this grow for you because I care about you and it's going to shade you. And then it's just going to go away. Well, yeah, because he has such a bad attitude about it that, I mean, he it's just so funny because he's been given this mercy and this forgiveness in his life. And then he goes and he's like, okay, I'll do what you want. But he doesn't really want it right he delivers the message but he doesn't want them to change which is really a shame because you should want everyone Mm -hmm. to have what you have and have received and um, to have those feelings of peace in your life but he for some reason is not rule like treat other people's way you want to be treated and so it's a really interesting story so then in the bible the worm comes and eats it up and there's no more shade and really that's like the end. The great thing about in the Bible, in the both in the Old and the New Testament, they have different stories that show this principle. So in the Old Testament, there's more than two, but um, the Old Testament. This one is a great example of you know for that forgiveness, forgive those that which you have already been forgiven. And then in the New Testament, when there is the um, you have the man who has has a lot of debt, and then his mm-hmm. creditor forgives him instantly but then goes back 
the so the guy who's just been forgiven of this huge, huge like millions upon millions of what we would call dollars, you know, money. And then he goes and the guy who owns who owes him like you know, figuratively 10 bucks, he puts him into prison. Yeah. And then once the original creditor finds out, he's like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I now, um, I no, everything is due back to me because you, yeah. you don't have the same moral high, high moral value to be able to forgive somebody something much less of what you've already been forgiven. Yeah. So there's a lot of those principles. And I love... I'm I'm a big fan of these. I just think it's fun. I thought the whole movie in general, I was a fan of how they just didn't take themselves seriously. Yeah. I felt like the whole thing, it knew who it was and who it wanted to be. And it didn't try to do anything bigger or more grandiose than what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really appreciate that. The music itself it reminded me a lot of like the Sherman brothers and just different songs that they would come up with. Look for the bare necessities. You know, it's not, it's not a huge level, you know, chord changes and progressions and high level, like, but you get this, just simple tunes that get in your head and you're like, yeah, this is fun. And okay. You at the very end, they're like, Oh, let's, why shouldn't there be a big musical number? <laughs> and that's when you get the t- tipo or whatever the big music singer just kind of shows up in this seafood restaurant, and he starts. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do. I'll do my big musical number <laughs> about Jonah. You ever heard of him? <laughs> yes, we have." <laughs> and I, I thought at this point was the only thing that I really wish they would have changed is to bring in the gospel choir again. Like, ah, uh, bring him back. Bring him back. Bring yeah, him yeah, yeah. Fast. So I wish they would have done that and that would have made it really cool. <laughs> Cuz that really would have been the big the big showy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, the ending was Singing showy. from the mountain tops, a star, a star is born. See, that's what they do yeah, in Hercules. Exactly. They bring back the muses. The muses were there throughout. But you got to have them at the end. You got to. That's the one thing that I really wish they would have changed about the ending. Um, cuz that would have been great and I, that's just me being I really love them. Um, yeah. But the whole thing, in general, I give this, based on what it is, knowing what it is, in the realm of what it is, not compared to, like, I'm not comparing this to Gone with the Wind. <laughs> um, but I'm saying, like, I I appreciated the whole thing. I give it, like, four stars. Based. Whoa. I mean, it's just seeing what it was. It was These are our reviews that don't mean anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again. Our reviews are not meant to be compared to each other or to other people's reviews. It's just our review and how we feel. Yeah. doesn't mean anything. And there's going to be people that are going to be super upset that I really didn't enjoy My Neighbor Totoro. You know, (laughs) there were a lot of people that were very upset that we didn't like that. They're like, what? I was shocked. Like, I'm sorry. I just. Okay. We will do a mini, mini nerdy couch discussion at the end when I give my review talking about that. Okay. So, So, Okay. Four stars. I, I liked how this film, it brought back like the real life 
message with the story from the Bible. So we have the mm-hmm. girls and she does forgive and she gives the tickets and then look what happens. They all get backstage passes. Like I'm not saying that every time you do something, you know, that is good um, and compassionate and merciful in that, you know, that was really nice to give up your own, to give it to someone else and not to be so like, well, she deserved it. Right. Um, not every time are you going to have this amazing thing happen, but just over the course of your lifetime, your life will be so much better for it. it. And you will have those, some of those amazing moments, you know, right away, but not everyone is like that. And you should not expect that in this case, it worked out pretty well. Um, I really do like, um, the story of Jonah. I actually, the way they told it was pretty funny, but like one last thing that I want to highlight about Jonah is that Jonah was a prophet of God. Mm -hmm. And we see that he was clearly not perfect. Right. He was given direction. I mean, he's supposed to be the mouthpiece of God. He was given direction and he turns away from it and Mm -hmm. he doesn't do what he wants. Even after he delivers his messages, received forgiveness, he still kind of has a bad attitude. And so that's one thing that I think whatever your religion is, people aren't perfect. Yeah. But God is. Right. Right. And we are all on our own journey to become better. Mm-hmm. So, and I love that Jonah really does tell this story. And our opinions of God should not be hindered by the... By Based the, on the actions of others. Yeah. Exactly. So it really is like a, our, our relationship. We're always working towards being better. So that is Morgan's little gospel tidbit of the day. So. I like it. Anyway. Um, do, do we get daily those? I would love to have a daily one of those. As far as my rating of the film, I thought it was good. You know, animation, it is what it is. The story... I feel like there was just a lot of fluff. Yeah. And, you know, again, the story of Jonah is four chapters. It's very short. And they fluffed it up appropriately. Like, I feel like we got to see a lot of Jonah. But then there were all these other random things introduced, which I didn't necessarily love. I did like the song in the middle. And that really is kind of the way that um, Veggie tells it that what they're known for is they have this silly song literally in yeah. the middle of every show that I've learned. Chelsea is nodding her head because she's seen the shows before, but I have not. Only one or two episodes. And so I really like that. It, it went silly in line. Songs with Larry. It went along with what people, fans of the show were used to. And it was a great little number. And the story itself, um, I feel... I've, again, I've not seen VeggieTales, but this feels like an extended episode of VeggieTales. And it was fun. It was cute. But I don't need to watch it again. For that reason, I'm just going to give it three stars. Two and a half... Mm, 2.75 stars. I don't think I've ever given a (laughs) 0.75 or 0.25. But because I'm waffling, we're just going to stop the waffling right now and just boom, cut it in half. Cut the the baby in half. There we go. (laughs) Just kidding. Yet another. Yet another. (laughs) (laughs) 2.75 stars. Again, this was an amazing. I took a lot out of it because I was in the mindset of like reading the scriptures and, and, you know, I could take those little pieces, but I didn't necessarily love it or enjoy it so much. So 2.75. Seven five stars. I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It, it was what it was. Yeah. The end. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you are not special. God does not love you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> now that's one way they could really flip it on there. Like, right. <laughs> you don't like what we did? Well, how about this? <laughs> then people would be very upset. Oh, man. Guys, just in case you were wondering, you are special and God does love you.
Hey there, Rotoscopers. This is Jared, just uh, giving you a call about uh, Jonah of VeggieTales movie. Wanted to give you my thoughts on it. It's my first time reaching out to you guys. But uh, yeah, with Jonah, you know, I enjoy VeggieTales for the most part. And I think with as far as animation goes and acting, Jonah was pretty good. I just think that uh, Archibald Asparagus wasn't the best choice for Jonah or a main character in general, really. I think he works better as a foil for more of the comedic characters like Larry and the pirates who don't do anything, which is probably why I enjoyed the pirates who don't do anything movie that came out a few years later more than that. But so just based on that, I would probably rate this movie 2.5, maybe three stars out of five on there. And then, uh, yeah. Um, if I uh, could have my two cents on what I'd like to see from you guys, it'd be kind of cool to see a review, uh, uh, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. I know you've talked about that one in the past or expressed interest in it. Smurfs The Lost Village is a pretty cool uh, recent release. I think it'd be nice to see you guys do. And then uh, as far as upcoming animated films, I'd love to see you guys do My Little Pony the movie once it comes out. But that's just my two cents. Anyway, catch you later. Appreciate what you do. Hey, Josh K. here for my voicemail review, same riddle, of Jonah VeggieTales movie. I'm way more excited for this episode than I probably should be, but VeggieTales was my childhood, and, and I actually still have a soft spot for this movie, especially if you know, like, what happened to Big Idea afterwards. Like, they basically went bankrupt because, like, they basically blew, blew their budget just to, like, get the movie out because, like, there wasn't, like, a good distributor or whatever. I think the animation's pretty good for, like, not being a high-budget thing. And, like, I I respect them for, like, being respectful to, like, the actual Bible story and stuff. So, and it's probably one of the best Christian movies because, let's be honest, most of them suck. <laughs> and I'm a Christian, so... Yeah, this has been Josh K, and can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about Jonah Victor's movie. it up i want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of the animation addicts podcast first and foremost thank you to matthew for being a patron this was his patron pick i hope that we did it justice and uh, this was very fun so I, I did like going back and watching this movie even though i didn't give it the biggest review or you know the the greatest it's no beauty and the beast i'm sorry no. but i think we all can agree this is no beauty and the beast and it's no goofy movie no. and it's no anyways random tangent that doesn't relate to goofy movie at all going to my neighbor totoro <laughs> speaking of a movie yeah we reviewed my neighbor totoro last time and as chelsea was editing it she sent me a text she's like wow we are horrible people <laughs> i said whoa 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 excuse you i think i'm pretty cool she says our review or we were pretty negative on the like this simple innocent children's movie and 
here we are. We think it didn't have enough to it. You know, we, we kept saying that, you know, there wasn't enough weight to it. Maybe someone should have died. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey. I didn't say it would have been better if someone <laughs> should have died. I just said it would have had been more impactful. It would have had more impactful. I'm not saying that should have happened. <laughs> So I'm taking offense to Chelsea right now because I did not say someone should have died. But again, people were not necessarily as pleased with us. And we knew that. We went into it saying this will be like a nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. And we are going to be the ones who don't necessarily have the popular consensus on this film. Right. There were a lot of comments on the website. They're saying like, yeah, you basically went into it, you know, expecting too much. And I think we really did. Um, And had I seen this as a kid I wouldn't have expected as much but yeah anyway thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast to join in the conversation and give us your thought on Jonah a VeggieTales movie go to rotoscrubbers.com slash 152 and coming up it is a new month in a few days after this episode's release which means it's time for another Roto Rewatch which is the name I'm giving at this point in time it's basically our Rotocast where we go and patrons of the podcast who are $5 and up get to choose a movie that we will re-review we've done the poll and August's movie is going to be Tangled so if you remember Tangled was the episode that Chelsea and I did with my brother Mason was not on that episode and so now my brother will not be on that episode although we can bring (laughs) Stephen back <laughs> if the patrons want it i will make it happen but we are going to be re-reviewing you, tangled no actually i think i was not on that one. Oh, yes and it was it Mason, was Mason's because that's when steve. steve like appeared using a, a, a pokemon. pokemon yes i was very pleased with my editing abilities on that <laughs> look steven just appeared <laughs> We're such nerds. So you have not heard. You have not heard Chelsea's thoughts. This will be great. Steven, sorry, we're not going to invite you. Just going to be Chelsea because she's going to have so much to say. So much to say. Anyway, if you want to learn about how you can get access to that episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash Patreon and learn all about the different perks of being a patron. Also, any patron, $1 and above, not only get super cool points. Awesome cool points, yeah. But you do get a weekly episode that either Chelsea or I put out. We switch off every week. It's called This Week in Animation. It's a special little about 10 to 15 minute news show where we talk about the news of the animation world that week. It's really fun. It's really cool. Chelsea does a really great job. She sets a very high bar. And so it's her episode this week. So if you want to be a patron, definitely check it out. You do have access to the back catalog of all of those episodes at any time if you want to join. So go check it out. And shout out to all the patrons. Last but not least, school shopping is upon us. If you'd like to start your school shopping on Amazon and also support the show while you're at it, go to rotoscopers.com slash Amazon. Start your Amazon shopping there. Do all your shopping and bada boom, bada bang. We get a little kickback and it helps support the show. Uh, the website actually went through some troubles this past week. So many people um, have been going to the websites that it's kind of giving some latency and crashing. And we needed to upgrade our server because we were on an older server. And so if you may have noticed the website was down, it was that's one of the reasons. So, you know, by using the Amazon link or supporting us on Patreon, that's how we're able to keep the show going and the website up and running. We actually had to move to a pricier server, but it's more dedicated, meaning that we're not going to hopefully unless people just really just start coming you know usually when the website goes on reddit like the front page of reddit which has happened from time to time there's just so many hundreds of thousands of people that are clicking that it's just too much to handle um which does happen so by you supporting the show it, it gives us the ability to go to a better server and keep 
keep it up and running. We want to keep this up and running for you as long as possible. So thank you to everyone who does shop on using our Amazon link is a patron. And Hey, if you can't do either of those because you're in school and money is tight, I absolutely totally understand. I believe that you and your finances should come first, make sure that your house is in order. Yes, And we do believe in the that. way that you can then support the show is just share this with your friends or go to iTunes and leave us a review. It's really the easiest way to support the show and allows other people to find the show when they're searching. And we see here all the time, Hey, I was just looking for a, a podcast about animation and I found yours in iTunes. So the more reviews you leave, it's more people like you are able to find and join the community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all I have. Goodbye. Until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. Here, the chosen people are the vegetables. And Nineveh, which we learned, they are not vegetables. They are like... Gourds. Yes. Oh, they are veg- They're gourds? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like cheese puffs. No, they just invented cheese puffs. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes me sound stupid. Okay. <laughs> I have a hard time with this because they're cucumbers and they're vegetables. And <laughs> cut that out. I don't like that. Um, cut out all cut instances out. of me sounding dumb. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I speak Spanish to her because I just don't get the chance to speak Spanish ever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I really only speak it like once a week. It's like so good. And I know everything. But it's like in the moment I get like... You know Blastered. how it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I feel so frustrated because I'm like, I know all the words, just saying the wrong words. <laughs> and she speaking English to me, and it's fine. But I was like, so I speak Spanish, and I really want to practice. I don't have the chance. Can I speak it to you? So she's so super nice. Yeah. And I'm sure she's like... I have to deal with this. <laughs> yes, you know, right? Okay. It's like whenever I speak Spanish to me, like I understand about 80% of what people say until they start speaking directly to me. And then it drops down to like 20. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to wear a cone of shame. <laughs> the cone of shame. Oh, okay. Follow me on Instagram if you want to know more. I judge you wholeheartedly. <laughs>